0: Did you know that a custom-made demo of SimCity 2000 is exhibited in the New York Museum of Modern Art? You're listening to the Xbox Hub Podcast, the official podcast of the thexboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 117 My name is Gareth Pride. i be your host and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How you doing, James?
1: Hello, I'm active, I Thank you. Good.
0: Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Mm. Again, I sound too hyper, so like I'm at the age of a breakdown, which is which is pretty true this week. I'm on a very busy time at the moment. On um, my virtual right is Mr Richard Dobson. How are you doing? Not oh, Richard Dobson. This is where our problem is. It's Paul Renshaw, who's standing in
2: for Richard Dobson. Excellent. Well, <laughs> <Well, get Richard. laughs> not get Richard. Yeah. I mean, there's you've no idea how insulting it is to a bloke from Lancashire to be called the name of a man from Yorkshire. I'm so sorry. Absolutely dreadful behaviour.
0: Do you know what I did, Paul? Um, I was speaking to Richard on Twitter about um, Cyberpunk, and he's having a great time, and I said, I told you, that's what happened about a minute ago, so that's what's confused me. Paul Renshaw, uh, of course, the one and only Paul Renshaw, here,
2: <laughs> now, the amazing Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? You had a good week? Uh, yeah, not too bad, you know, I've good been week. playing out and uh, stuff, but We're here apart about that. from that, Right. Everything's good. Um, and my virtual opposite is Mr.
0: William Caruana. How you doing, William? Good. It's always
3: great to be here with you guys, especially oh. here with Richard. It's always nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's than nice like... You can really go off these <laughs> Americans. <laughs> uh, right. Um, as we always say, I always like to say, William's from Canada. Uh, we're all just, we're just not, we're not, William's in um, Toronto. Paul, where are you from at this point?
2: Uh, currently, I'm in Nottingham, but I'm a proud, well, sort of proud um, town of origin was Oldham in oh, Greater Manchester. And James is in Morecambe.
1: Morecambe, yeah. Where you film TV show in The Pay? That's right on ITV. People get killed all the time. <laughs> there <Where> <laughs> it's fairly accurate, then, yeah.
0: It is. <laughs> um, Let's go, around. James. What have you been doing this week? What fun stuff have you been up to?
1: Fun. Well, I mean, it's tricky to define what fun it is, but I've been watching a lot of Cuphead on Netflix. Oh. The Cuphead show adapted from the hit game Cuphead, um, <laughs> which I've never played. So I have no idea what's going on. But well, luckily, it doesn't make a difference. It's still a nice little animated show featuring. Cuphead and Mugman, and the uh, trouble to get themselves in, um, and it's actually really good because the old school like artwork, you know, the art style, it—it's really nostalgic for me. So it reminds me of, like Tom and Jerry and and even a bit of Mickey Mouse back in the day. Um, but they do a really good job in the characters. Every character you meet is really memorable. Like, the, I think the bosses in the actual game, like King Dice, is he in the yep. game? He is. Yeah, and R- Ribby and Croaks. Yep. They're all they really memorable, and every episode's about 15 minutes. And it's quite self-contained. So you can find yourself watching just a few in a row without even thinking. Um it's quite funny, light-hearted, and I think kids are enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, it's
2: interesting did. you say that. Um, my son's a massive fan of Cuphead. He's finished it and everything. He's he's better at games than I am, um, mm. and I, I didn't even know that this existed. So I'll make sure he's aware of it because mm. it sounds like it's going right up his alley.
1: Yeah, the twelve episodes, and I think it came on Netflix last Friday. Mm-hmm. It's still quite new.
2: Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's
0: good. Thumbs up oh, thank, from James. Thanks, James.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's public service broadcasting. There.
0: What I liked about that, James, is that how you went? It, it made me nostalgic. And I thought, well, were you born in the nineteen twenties? <laughs> I mean,
1: well, yes, I'm quite young. <laughs> I am quite young. I am. I'm very much a veteran of this world. <laughs> like a vampire. Goodness. Yeah. Um,
0: goodness. Wow. Um, it's funny though. I was thinking about this the other day. When I my generation, and maybe Paul's, he's a couple of years younger than me. Um, yeah. TV was much different, and you you were just, things on TV, were, you were just watching them. They put a lot of 1920s silent movies on, like at 5.30 on BBC2. <laughs> so <laughs> you had no idea of time sometimes and you of course watched a lot of old Tom and Jerry cartoons so you had no idea yeah. of like and and Disney films would get re-released at the cinema so Bambi would come out in 77 again it was like after a 20 year gap and you thought actually that had been made last year you had no concept of that you know <laughs> so yeah it was, it's interesting you said that because Tom, you know it's, it's a long thing like Lauren Hardy I I thought I, that's why I watched a lot of when I was like in mm. 10 or 9 um Good. William, what about you? Did you have a good... What have you been doing this week?
3: Uh, It's my week off, actually, so that's been pretty good. Uh, I'll discuss a bit more what I've done for the vast majority of that in our next topic of discussion, but I will say that I saw uh, Dog with Channing Tatum, which was a good movie, and The Uncharted movie, which I was not too keen on, and...
0: Yeah, what was the uncharted? Not so you weren't so keen on that. Yeah, I was. Uh, it, it was just
3: incredibly miscast. Right. Uh, I mean, Tom Holland was okay. Uh, the girl they have playing Chloe, she's quite good. Mike Walberg is Sully, man. <laughs> it's just he's not Sully. He's not the character from the game. He's not the. Team Dad, we all love. He's just Mark Wahlberg and like Henley, and they're going, "Hey, that's Sully." I'm like,
0: "That's not Sully. That's Mark Wahlberg." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> Who would have been a good Sully? Do you think? Have you got one in your head? Uh, Pardon, put
3: you Michael
0: on the spot. Douglas, maybe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. Isn't it? It's just one of those films. I think we, me, I think me and James have definitely said this. We just said, "Do you see by the trailer?" It's just something you think, look at it and go. It's a sort of medium 60% film, three stars out of five. It yeah. looks like. <laughs> was it that, William? It's kind of okay? Uh,
3: if you are able to divorce it from the games, yes. Yeah, okay. I think. But I think the problem with this is it borrows liberally from the games, but doesn't do anything as good or even better than them. So you just send back on. Oh, well, I saw that in Uncharted 3, and it was. On a heck of a lot of better there for a lot of us right, yeah absolutely <laughs>
2: yeah um paul you've watched something this week haven't you i have watched something it's quite unusual for me yeah um that's like two weeks in a row i've watched something um yeah i watched um for the first time ever i've watched a guy Ritchie film um i've managed to go 48 years without watching one so far <laughs> i think i am the only man in the entire world who's not seen lockstop um, but yeah, it's, um, it was on, it was on one of the streaming platforms. I think it was Amazon prime. I think it is. Amazon, um, yeah, called wrath of man and it's got Jason Statham in it. So, you know, I, th- I immediately thought brilliant. What we need is a bald man punching people. Um, but it's actually really well done. I really enjoyed it. The story is very good. Obviously I'll not go into it here, but there's twists and turns and, You know, it's double crosses and this, that, and the other, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, so I can recommend it to people, as long as they're okay with swearing, because there's quite a lot of it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Is Jason Stratham doing an American accent? Uh,
2: No. He's being British. Good. um, Which is handy, because he is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen it, William?
2: loved it. Ah, loved there you go. Two recommendations. Oh, fantastic. Great. I'm wow. glad it's not just me.
0: Good, that's a man. Recommendation from Paul and William. Um I'm just going to mention two things really quickly I've seen. Um this is an old film. Well, as I say old in the last four months, five months, so Free Guy. Um if you any of you get to watch that, that's a bit of fun. Has anyone seen it? It's really good because it's about games.
2: Anyone I wanted it? to watch it's it. A I've movie. I'm interested to see what you think about it, Gareth, because it doesn't strike me as your kind of thing. It's it, not awfully high, bro.
0: It's fun. It's really good fun. Um, I just think it's a great thing about, you know, it It follows this NPC in this game world um, who suddenly becomes more aware of what's going on and doesn't follow his kind of loops or his rules, and, and then it goes from there. But it's a really, it's a really lovely kind of like, just for gamers about how things work the kind of world and um, what's going on in the background the, the world they're in this place called free city is almost like a sort of grand theft auto-y type just people going around doing stuff uh, or you know a big shooter um and it's it's fun ryan reynolds is always great um and he's having a great time in this yeah i, I thought it was great i thought it was really good fun um, i really recommend watching william have you seen it I yeah, have. It was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? And it has a really nice, and nice gaming kind of like little references and stuff. I really enjoyed it. But another thing I've seen this week um, is um, on Apple TV. It's a thing called Severance. And it's um, a sort of new TV series. And the idea behind it, is that kind of thing, and it's directed by Ben Stiller. It has a um, an actor that I've forgotten the name of who's in Parks and Recs and loads of stuff. He's an actor on not know. Sure. Thank you very much, James. And he, and there's also, oh, I've got a name. Um, and, and basically, the idea is that they work in this, for this kind of like, um, almost like a government organization. I'm not too sure yet. But it's a thing called severance. So you basically, they do something to your mind. And when you go into work, you have no idea, you, have nothing, you don't know anything about your, your, your normal life in the day. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So, so, and then when you're at work, so you don't know if you're, you're about your family or anything else, and the moment you leave the building, you're back to your person with his family life and history and who they are, but you don't remember anything about what you do at work. There's this thing called severance that they voluntarily do before the day. And that's the concept. And of course, things start to go a little bit wrong. But yeah, that's it's great. I've only watched a couple of episodes, really like it. It's um v- visually it's fantastic. It just the design of it looks great and the performances are really good. Um yeah, it's worth a worth a watch. There we go. Um should we go into games we've been playing? Yeah, why not? I'm going to start with William Let's because there's a game I think we've both been playing this week, which was the big release last Friday, wasn't it? Uh, William, what have you been playing?
3: Uh, so I have played and I have uh, beaten uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. You've done it. You finished it. I did. As I said, I had a week off. So <laughs> that <laughs> that gives you a lot of time to jump in.
0: Um, your th- your thoughts. Let's have your thoughts for me without spoiling anything. Because remember, I'm still stuck in a bar really early on, just wandering around. Um, oh, no. Okay, uh, what's your thoughts? Do you enjoy it? I loved it. I'm loving it so far. But I, I can be persuaded. I
3: think I think this is very good. I think this is a very good game. Uh, I think it's enjoyable. There are some flaws. There are some parts that are kind of a step back from the first here. But I think first game here. But I think what's here is very good. Uh, the only thing I will say is I was kind of hoping this would be an Uncharted Two type situation where the st- where the series really finds its identity and blows me away. I don't think this is it, but I think that this is still a darn good game and it looks amazing. Yeah, just such a big, um, luscious looking world that you want to explore. It's, it's a gorgeous game,
0: yeah. It's pretty one. I mean, I think one of the biggest things is the facial animation is amazing. Um, yeah, my, my part
3: significant step up, yeah, there from first
0: my partner actually well, comes in all the time and she doesn't really like games, but she comes in all the time and goes, I know that actor. That's all she says every time I play in it. I know, that, who's that actor? It's so clear, the faces, you know, and just the performances. It's, yeah, it's, it's very good. I think, yeah, I think visually it's a it's a treat, especially I probably, I mean, on PlayStation 4 it looks good apparently, but I think it's a kind of a moment that you're kinda of going to the draw distance and the you going to a valley quite early on in the game and you're seeing the kind of mountains, but right? you know, you just it's just, just every now and again it's really nice just to turn the camera up and then you're just seeing this amazing kind of vista all the time, as well as a close up of the face. It's just yeah, it's really But you do you think what do you think of the story, first of all, without spoiling anything? Uh that that's interesting.
3: I think having completed the story, I think. I wasn't too keen on this one this time around. I think the tribal stuff and the uh, the sci-fi stuff doesn't quite mesh as well this time. I think the villains and their motivations are about as thin as a sheet of rice paper. Mm-hmm. That said, I think where Horizon has traditionally excelled, and this is a, the same case here, is in the characters. So there are tons of great moments, especially on the base. You get to meet some new characters in this who I think are just as good as the ones from the prior game. Uh, you know, and you get old friends back, you get Varol, you get Eren. They're a lot of fun in this. They've got some really great moments. And so I, I think the strength of this series is still in the character writing.
0: I mean, it's a... It's a very there's a funny moment when I started beginning for James and Paul and you know, it, it's a bit of, you you go around you have this option to go around and talk to your friends obviously from the first game and I was literally going to talk to them going I can't remember any of you it's like being at a party oh. parties I go to I can't remember <laughs> people's names I was like that it's, okay, who are you what's oh yeah you like me yeah okay you know me that's good <laughs> I did something good <laughs> no idea can't remember any of it. Um, but yeah, I think I can't blame you. It's been it's a long time, been it? half a
3: decade yeah. since
0: the last one, yeah. so it's a it's a. It, I think though, kind of, I do feel what I like about it at the moment. I'm quite early on is this real idea of just going on this quest. You know, the sense of an RPG, which everyone has of going on a quest. You go on this sort of journey, but it does feel this kind of like it's the world just feels very filled out, doesn't it? In kind of texture and kind of like landscape, and it, rather than I'm playing and Another RPG I'm not going to talk about because I can't yet, which is very much like those old kind of like, very flat world and very predictable. So it's interesting um, swapping sort we're of doing too. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I've got how long did it take you to do, William? Uh
3: nineteen hours.
0: Oh, that's good. So did you directly so story it? Did you? Did you? Did you? Or did, you do, did you say nineteen?
3: Yeah, nineteen. Wow. Yep. So that, that was the full story and that was like eight side quests, something like that.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Good. Well done. Good. Um, James, Paul, any, any questions for your new PlayStation fans? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no. No. Good. James? I do. Um,
0: yeah. No, there you go. Um, not, that's fair enough. Um, thank you, William. W-R-A. We covered it, yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, such a good job. it's good.
0: It's really good. It's really worth getting. I think I think William's probably right. But I think Is I it genuine. worth
2: getting a PlayStation 5 4, though? That's the question. Is it a system seller?
0: Ooh, silence. Mm. Come on,
2: <laughs>
3: well, Let's put it this way. I think Yes and no. I mean, it's it's an undeniably great uh, presentation of the power of the system. And, of course, it's important to mention, first of all, that this is a cross-gen game, so if you have a PS4, you can play it on your PS4. But okay. I think, as well, I I really struggle to buy into the idea that one game sells a system unless it's, like, this amazing, must-play UBE... Dumb not to buy a system type game, and really, mm-hmm. I the only ones I think might be that are like God of War and Elder Scrolls, respectively. So I, I don't know. I mean, they, but they, I definitely think it's worth buying a PS5 if you have enough interest in this and God of War and Spider Man and all of them. So
0: I mean, you get with the PS5, you get the you because you have to do the online subscription thing. You'll you get the. The first game for free, God of War for free. It's part of the PS collection. So it's worth it for that. So you can see that. Um, Good. Okay. Um, Paul, what have you been playing?
2: What have I been playing? Well, we'll kick off with the big one. Um, I've been playing King of Fighters 15. (laughs) So, you know, you can forget your Tekken 7s and your Gears 5. It's (laughs) King of Fighters 15 and it's been it's been interesting shall we say um it's a very good looking game um the sprites are big and bold and full of personality and the fighting action is fantastic um the only thing i struggled with was some of the inputs for the moves are quite hard to do on a uh, on a pad um, so like the super duper special moves is like a quarter circle back and then a half circle forwards. And it's really quite difficult to pull off on a D pad. Um but other than that, I've really enjoyed it. It's been very good indeed.
0: I don't know the King of the Fighters franchise at all. Is it
2: was it? What, on... None of the fifteen of them. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it is it an Xbox thing? Where do they start uh,
2: they started way back in the arcade, believe it or not. Oh, okay. It was kind of a, as, as far as I know, it was a mashup between sort of Fatal Fury and something else. Um, and then it turned into King of Fighters, and then they've just got more and more characters and more and more fighting as you go on. And now there's, you know, I think there's forty two characters to choose. And the thing that's different about it, instead of it being one on one, you choose three three characters to be right. so that you have like tag teams of three ah. um and yeah it was uh, very enjoyable so yeah there's official teams you can pick from or you can uh, have um other you know you can just have um things where they um you can pick whoever you fancy hmm. and yeah it's all it's all groovy
0: Good, you like that, James? You, have you played this game, this franchise? I think I have done
1: it at some point, but it, it's not very memorable to me. <laughs> it can't have been that good.
0: Slammed, slammed.
1: Oh. Not as good as uh, Injustice on Cat Cat
2: Okay. See, it's it's a different beast, though, isn't it? Because this is a proper old school. It's it's like it's more like Street Fighter than any other games that you just mentioned. Um, yeah, but more and, of simplistic art in the new ones. Yeah, they' it's yeah, they're um I mean to me it was it's been a very good fighting game. I do like a fighting game. Um mm-hmm. and this has been pretty awesome. So okay. yeah, I uh, I recommend it to yeah. fighting game fans out there. Just, if you're going to go and play online, make sure you've got your big boy pants on because they are absolutely brutal. <laughs> I got absolutely destroyed by all the people. So. Yeah, good. But that can, might just be my lack question? of... Hmm. You can.
1: Who's your favourite character?
2: Who's my favourite character? Um, probably Who are you mastering? I'm trying to master. Well, because it's a team. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to master. I think he's called Terry,
0: and there's one oh, called Andy. K-Boward. Terry,
2: Terry, Andy, and Joe, and Joe. are one T. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fatal Fury, and they're yeah. yeah, they're all from Fatal Fury, and they they yeah. carry they're, they're like Ken and Ryu basically, mm. um, and yeah, they're the ones that uh, I'm using currently. So hold on, so, sure.
0: co- hold on. They're called Terry Andy. It's like a they're like a local pub quiz team. Yeah. Terry, Andy, it, and Joe.
2: Terry, Andy, and Joe. They've come from the Dog and Duck. Yeah. Um,
0: Terry does entertainment. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah, does sport.
2: Yeah, that's it exactly. Wow. And uh, Andy does kicking people in the face.
0: <laughs> good. Right. Terry, Andy, and Joe. We won't talk about that anymore. Um, James, what have you been playing? You've been playing loads at the moment, you. Right.
1: That's a really good
0: question. <laughs> I'm
1: playing a game that I can't talk about. So. Um, <laughs> I think it's another game.
0: Okay, good. And then,
1: it, it'll keep me on the curtain. I've got a tired of all you've done it before. <laughs> so, I've got another one. Good. Are you ready, guys? Yeah. It's Ring of Pain. Mm. Oh, have you heard of it?
0: No, of course not. It's no. one of yours.
1: Good, so I can make it up. <laughs> right, um, now, it's, um, it's a role like, um, Dungeon Crawler, um, and, Basically, it's, it's quite a dark, gritty dungeon crawler, and you have like a ring of cards, and you interact with the cards, like it's tricky to explain. And the cards represent either creatures or uh, chests or potions, and you choose each one to pick, and you have to defeat all the cards or remove all the cards. progress to the next dungeon um i it takes a little bit getting used to and you will die quite a lot because if you attack a creature in the first dungeon there's a good chance they'll explode after you kill them and you could be dead within the first minute um so it's very much a a learning curve style more like um but yeah it's I don't know if it's one of the better i played, it's in the middle somewhere, it's on Game Pass, so I'd say it's worth a look, but it is basically about finding items, improving yourself, and not taking too many risks until you get some decent armour, Um, yeah, it's very weird, mm. very bizarre. William. Sounds absolutely dreadful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> William, do you fancy that game?
2: Not, not my type of
3: game, can you, but...
1: Hang on, i I I've stayed your way for it. Yes. I've saved you from it. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, the, the reason it's called Ring of Pain, so you've got a ring of cards, I assume they're, like, really sharp yes. and you get paper cuts and stuff? Is that, you definitely is get that why it's called Ring them. of Pain? Right. Ah. Yeah, I
1: mean, paper cuts are your least is. Um, really? They're wow. very creepy. Um, you got rats and weird creatures that a beyond expiration, um, but yeah, good. I'm playing that. I mean, my other choice was Slow Collection, so uh,
0: <laughs> that was the best choice. <laughs> can you get a, a- PlayStation? PlayStation? Can you get anything else? Another console, can you get, get your ZX Spectrum out? I've got a PlayStation, okay. Oh, you yeah, haven't you? <laughs> I've got a Switch. Oh my god, um, the game I've been playing and it comes out today because you're listening to this on thursday after two o'clock i hope because that's when the embargo is um <laughs> is martha is dead and martha is dead is from um a studio that i can't remember the name of i think it's y productions but publisher and it's by the developer who did a, a, a italian developer called a game called the town of light which i think i might have reviewed for us oh, yeah. um back in the day yeah. and this has caused a little bit of a controversy already, which is PlayStation basically have censored the game. Um mm. there's a couple of sections in there, so they've censored it, so that's delayed the physical version of the of the game um, coming out. Um but Xbox and PC are doing the full uncensored version. So that there's been a lot of debate and not kind of stuff, which, you know, I don't think it's gonna do the game any harm <laughs> because I think people will be going. What's the horrible thing it does? Um, and maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll have a go at buying it. But it's it's kind of much more than that, really. It's it's. Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. It's it's like a dark psychological horror thriller. Maybe it's in the first person. And then it it's what's interesting. is it's set in Italy in uh, 1944, and sort of the backdrop's the Second World War. You're basically you play uh a, a pe- um uh, one pair of twins and, and Gloria and you your twin Martha um at the start of the game she is she dies she's being murdered and is floating <gasps> in the lake i know and then you're basically trying to find out how she's being killed and the effects it has on your family in this kind of Tuscan villa you live in with your german dad and your italian mother and uh but what it does do, it it bleeds um, the kind of realistic world I do, into kind of fairy tale world as well. There's this is kind of ghost story about something called the White Lady, who's this woman who was um, killed by her lover on this island on the lake that you live, and um, she basically always gets what young women, as the, the story goes, and drags them into the lake in certain times of the year. So that kind of ghost story is there, and the game is interestingly is. Is default is the italian language, so you're it's it's spoken by Italian actors and it has english subtitles so it does' <laughs> to put some people off, but it does feel like you're watching a kind of very interesting kind of art house piece of cinema at some and that it, it, something really appealed to me about that and it, it, it the narrative and the writing is fantastic the' kind of framing the lighting the visuals are just brilliant it's really kind of clever it just looks. Amazing the interior details. are kind of like when they go more fancy in the more kind of fancy land. They're kind of the imagination of things. At one point, you're sort of recreating a puppet show, like one of those old kids' puppet shows. You know, with the sort of waves that are in two D that move, and you know, to try to create some of the story. Um, and at the same time, you've got this realistic backdrop of of kind of World War Two and what's happened in Italy at that time, and the sort of Italian. Resistance who get kind of involved in the story at some point, but the story never puts you on the the thing that makes it kind of a psychological horror is you're, you've got the kind of ghost elements, but you'll you forever feel like something. you the, the hairs on the back of your hands are always up. You feel you feel uncomfortable, and there are a few moments in it that you do certain things. That is where the sense has happened, and it is horrific. And it's unlike anything you've done before in a game, but it isn't. It's a hard one. This I think it's, I think it's needed for the for the for the game. I think it it's there for a reason, and it's a couple of moments, and that that they make. If it was happening all the time, like you might play a game like, I don't know. Maybe the new scorn game we don't know, in, in November, which is kind of in that horror kind of world of things are happening, there's bodies everywhere all the time. This isn't like this, there's a couple of moments that really just shock you. And I think it's done on purpose and it's um, but it is. What you do is and you're part of it you're having to do it is is horrific. And that might put people off. That might entice me to the game. Um but I really I thought it was great. I thought it's a fantastic game. I think I've given it a four and a half out five. I thought it's a um, really clever bit of game-making, storytelling, and visually looks brilliant. Martha is dead. Any questions?
2: Does the um, censorship on the... Because, well, yeah, cause that's basically what it is, isn't it? Does the censorship on the PlayStation, do you think it would make it a worse game?
0: That's a really good question. I think because the moments I think they're censoring are so—they're um, not a huge part of the game. I mean, they're probably a, a sort of three-minute section and a four-minute mm-hmm. section, um, maybe less than that. You know, and and strangely, towards the end of the game, they warn you about you're towards the end. You get warned the next bit is going to be a bit hard. Do, do you want to censor this? So you, they give you a censor in the game, but actually, the okay. two the two biggest things have already happened. You're like. What, what's going to happen now and it isn't as bad it's just a, a description of what's something so it's yeah I, I I think it's important you know like if you have a really good really brilliantly done horror thing and there's a few mo- horror films or something there's a few moments they do I think it's I think they can justify it I really do um, mm-hmm. but it will I think it will upset people as well um, okay. Without saying mm-hmm. what it is, yeah. But I don't think your experience—you, I don't think you'd miss it. Maybe if you—you you wouldn't know. You wouldn't go, oh, "My God, where's the horror bit?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, cool. There we go. Martha's dead. Um, have we got other games? Um, William, have you got another game to about? Uh no, not really. I mean, no, I it's put good. Nineteen hours into Horizon, so. We can't judge you on that. You've been busy, James. You haven't got another one, have you? Unless you're right, you're right now. (laughs) I'm I'm just playing one now. Hang on. Yeah, Um, and Paul's got another one. Have not you, Paul? You've been playing another big franchise. I have
2: been playing another big franchise. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires. I've been playing. Um, Now I'm not a massive. I'm not massively invested in the Dynasty Warriors um sort of franchise if you like. Um, but I've always enjoyed the charging about one person against a thousand on the battlefield and everything else and um, battering everybody. Um the thing with this is that you've got that, you've got the fighting, you know, on the massive scale as always. But they've tacked something else on, um, which is like a almost like a politician simulator, if you like. So you have meetings every six months with your leader and he gives you certain tasks that you have to perform. And then you have to go off and perform these tasks, whether it be recruiting other officers or just chatting to people or whatever. And this this half of the game is... It's really slow and really tedious, and it looks bad. the The weird thing is, there's a real difference between the the graphics in the battle scene, which is flashy and fast and you know really good, and then the bit where you're wandering around the town talking to somebody looks like an Xbox 360 game. It's oh, right. very peculiar, um, and to be honest, it just it sort of kills the game for me almost. So I love the running about and fighting. That's great, That's uh, as always. But the the other half where you have to, you know, perform all these tasks. And, you know, some of the tasks are really boring, like get more food or raise more gold from this particular province or whatever it may be. So all you do is you go into a menu, press a button, and it says, yeah, well done, you've done that. And that's it. You know, there's Mm -hmm. nothing, there's no sense of achievement with it. Um, not like there is when you rush out and capture a castle or whatever. So, mm. yeah, it's 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 a bit of an odd one. I've not actually written the review yet, so I've not decided on a mark. But, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a case of this 50% of the game is great and this 50% of the game is not so great. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, write in if you want to give
2: Paul a yeah, hint of your absolutely. Mark. If you <laughs> want to uh, give me some clues or, you know, if you want to write the review for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Answer on a postcard to uh, Bang Bang Briley. Yeah.
0: Bang Bang Briley. Is that my name? <laughs> I, like I, name. <laughs> yeah. Bang Bang I like it. That's your
2: name. Bang Bang Briley. I
0: like it. Finally, um, I'm just going to talk really briefly about it because it's just worth it, is I played... Um, Far Lone Sales is a game that came out maybe five years ago. It's a little indie game. You're about this little person who goes across this kind of apocalyptic wilderness in this kind of ship put together like an ark, and it's about your sort of journey. It's all visual storytelling. And there's a sequel that's coming to Game Pass on March the 1st, Um, and I've just written a review of it. I had a chance to play it, and it's called Far Changing Tides. It's in the same universe, so it's the same world but it's a kind of different story but it's the same thing but this time the boy i can't say too much about it the boy kind of has the vehicle and it's it's much more water covered world it was a desert world before and um it has the same principles um it does a few new surprises um but i think everyone's gonna have a lot of fun for it read my review you'll get an idea of it there um it's again brilliantly Visual storytelling in the, in the same sense of journey or inside, that kind of feeling to it. These, you're seeing this kind of world in the background and you're trying to guess what's happened there. But it's just a great kind of adventure and, and some puzzles to work out. Yeah, it's really good. Coming out March the 1st, Game Pass, people. Get it free. Worth having a go. Excellent. Okay, let's have a look at some news. Um, William, I'm going to go to you first of all. And you two shut your ears, but you know you could comment about this. The new PlayStation VR headset, VR Two, has been revealed. Um, the picture of it and its little weird controllers. Um, William, have you? Did you? Have you got virtual reality? The the first one. Are you interested in that at all?
3: Uh, I do not have it. No. No. Uh, it's not as if it isn't of interest per se. It's it's certainly neat. It's just really expensive, like five hundred
0: bucks. Right. Okay. Um, but would you be interested in this one? Does this one make you go, "Ooh, now's the time to get into the VR world"? If the price was right, <laughs> and I think if it works on the
3: PC, that would be pretty great. Uh, I don't think it will probably. I mean. The hope would obviously be something that you could use on both UPS5 and UPC, mm-hmm. and uh, take in all of the stuff that VR has to offer. But it, it is a neat looking thing. It kind of looks like the front of a chef's uniform a bit. Eh? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah, <laughs> no. it does. I
2: think that's what they were going for.
0: Yeah, it's got eye tracking now, which is the new thing, isn't it? Um, it's um oled sensors of course it's got it's much more the what you're seeing is much more um visually interesting i mean if it can run if you could ever get that half-life game on there would that ever happen do you think or would that just be always on steam half-life alex or ajax <laughs> what's it called
3: uh A- alex, alex yeah.
0: yeah that could go on the PS, psvr
3: that. It wouldn't shock me. I don't think Valve cares too much about exclusives per se. They they always used to port their stuff to the console.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Counter Strike, Half Life, Portal, all that. So, I could see
0: it. And they've got the Horizon game. Is there, I think going to be the one they re- released with, aren't they? And is a little Horizon in the Horizon universe um, that your looks like it might be coming out when it comes out. That's a big, big now. Paul. Paul and James, are you curious about VR? I've always been curious.
2: Mm, no, I'm not. I I wonder if this if this fad of VR and stuff is going to be like the 3D tellies that everybody had to have. You know, well, don't um, not 3D tellies. <laughs> 3D well, is
1: the
2: future. <laughs> 3D is not the future. 3D <laughs> is the past, isn't it? Um, so I, I'm still not convinced that VR is the future, if I'm honest. Um. Yeah, I, I I I remain to be convinced. Let's put it that way. It's.
0: I, I know what you mean. I mean. Uh, but I I've, I've got people. I've got friends who PC owners and got all the kits and all the best things in play, and they just find it amazing. And we've got mm-hmm. friends. I mean, with the PlayStation as well. It's interesting that the PlayStation are carrying on. They're really committed to it. And I think we've got friends as well who are on PlayStation who love. You know, Richard. Well, I think he's a big uh, VR person. He loves it. Speaks Richard.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but he lives—he lives in Leeds, so any kind of escape from that reality is fine. That's—I could see why you'd embrace that.
0: I'd like to apologise to all the people in
2: Leeds. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's—it might get—I might get interested. I'm curious about it. It's just whether it's going to make me feel sick or not, which it has done before when I've played, and that's my greatest drawback—making me feel ill at home is not the thing I want to do. But Mm, we'll see. Exactly. Um, Call of Duty. Um, it's going to take a year off, not for this year because I think we're going to get the new one. But for t- twenty twenty three version is going to get delayed for twenty twenty four. I think this is a good thing, don't you? Now, as games get, you know, do you think it's a good to have a year a break from that year? William, I'm going to ask I, you.
3: I don't think this is a good thing. I oh. think this is a great thing. Oh, I, think this is oh, I see what thing. you did there. Yep. <laughs> <All right. laughs> because let's put it this way. It's it's unsustainable getting these games out year after year after year, especially in the modern day uh, development environment. And that has meant, for example, that Beanox, uh, Vicarious Visions, well, less of them, uh, Toys for Bob, uh, High Moon Studios, Raven, all of these great, immensely talented teams under Activision have been forced on Call of Duty. Like, these are guys who have made some of the best games out there. They made Bloody Hexen. They made Singularity. They made the Transformers War for Cybertron series. And uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. And they were working on Call of Duty and keeping that series supported and i think especially now that microsoft's coming in and buying these guys it'll be exciting to see these guys make games again you know and i think absence makes the heart grow fonder as well we can have better call of duty games we can ensure that each future release has both a campaign and a multiplayer they're both just excellent and i think it's what the industry needs I think this is a disruption that has been a long time coming. Mm. And it's it's great. Yeah. Like this is the first time in in eighteen years that there won't be a call of duty every year. And that's not a bad thing. No. So yeah, I'm totally in favor of this.
0: I think it worked when Assassin's Creed, because that was yearly mm. and people forget and then it's now gone yes. to a two-yearly cycle, maybe a three-year cycle. I mean, it looks like they're going to maybe have a... Uh, again, that was going to be an add-on for Valhalla that's going to come as a standalone this year, but you know, maybe it's another before the new... What's it called, the new Assassin's Creed one? Unity or not? Unity. Um,
2: forever. Imaginity.
0: Infinity, yeah. Yeah, forever. That would have been a bad name for <laughs> it. <but>, um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, James, I'm going to just put this to you. Do you think other franchises could take a, a a lesson from this?
1: Um, I mean, like you said, it definitely worked for Assassin's. It's a nice way to refresh. And even the WWE game took a, a year off to try and give itself a bit of time to be better. It's good for the year releases to sometimes just go, yeah, just give it a break for now. Mm. Um, but, I mean, half of me thinks that it would be good to see FIFA take a bit more time mm-hmm. because of the way that you need to have up-to-date players in that to understand why it's yearly.
0: Yeah, but they would have, that would be easy I mean, for them to do, wouldn't it? It would be easy for them to think? just update the players. It's just about them well, making Pe- them up... They Pe-
1: tried that and they're struggling to get it in time. So uh,
0: it's <laughs> but, not easy. No, I think it's just money for FIFA, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. no, everyone's going to yeah. buy it. But, but yeah, I think it's good um, Or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Good. Well, Will, Paul, you think it's a good idea? Even though you don't play Call of Duty.
2: Um, I don't play Call of Duty as much anymore, or at all, in fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be one of the most stressful environments to work in surely for the developers when you know that you've got to get this game out in a year you know and then you get all of the the cramming and the everything else that they have to do to try and make it work so i mean if they can take some pressure off i would imagine that they'll get a better result a better product at the end of it so yeah yeah, i mean i can't see there being a downside to it to be honest
0: good um ring has um Coming out on Thursday, I think, and it's is it coming out tomorrow? Is it twenty fourth tomorrow? No, maybe it's we'll that right. twenty Until Friday,
2: twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah, um, unless you I'm moving to New Zealand, so I can get it earlier.
0: So so really <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, I think William's going to look forward to it. Are you looking forward to it as well, William?
3: Ah, uh, we'll we'll talk more on Elden Ring at the end for sure, but oh. uh, I think. Ah, uh, the gist of it is, I'm probably gonna end up buying the ball again. I keep playing these souls like saying like they're too hard, but then it's like it's reviewing so good. It's a 97, yeah. and they yeah. say it's like the freshest open world in a decade since Skyrim. They exactly. have to try it. Yeah, it's too <laughs> technical.
0: I mean, it has reviewed. The review embargo happened today. We we're, we're recorded on Wednesday, and it's um it's reviewing ridiculously high, isn't it? I and mean, everywhere, so. Yeah, it's tempting. Now, there's an interesting thing though. The band in Namco have they've launched this competition, um, and it will reward a hundred winners with titles like a lord or a lady and a small patch of land in Scotland, <laughs> <laughs> which is
2: that's brilliant.
0: Some of the best marketing campaign. whoever ever come up with this? I think it's a, I think it's great. Um, You'll still be able. You'll be able to set foot in your patch. You, uh, <laughs> you, it's. You could have it as your title. It can be officially your title. You know, Lady Da 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 of this. Um, to enter, you just need to send an email to. Um, there's an email address if you look it up. Uh, Elden Lord, and justify why you're, or a person that you nominate deserves to be known as Elden Royalty, and they're going to choose the first hundred. And you have to be up to entrance over the age of 16. La, la, la. Um, who's going who's gonna to do that here? James, do you fancy this? Um, no.
1: But I'd love to read the emails that we get. <laughs> you can you imagine <laughs> the
2: reasons they will give?
0: <laughs> it's amazing. What a great idea. Paul, you this be um, yours.
2: Absolutely, yeah. If I could be uh, Lord Paul of the little patch of heather just outside Glasgow, it would be awesome.
0: I think you should do it, Paul. <laughs> I think you should do it, Yeah, I think. Yeah, let's.
2: Yeah, everybody nominate me, yeah. including yeah. all all three of our listeners, and <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I'll have a uh, maybe I'll have a chance. Yeah,
0: I think you should do it, Paul. Put it on. Put Excellent. your put it out next week. Tell us your letter. Maybe we can just go through your letter next week.
2: Yeah, yeah. See if yeah. I see if you think I've got a chance. Yeah,
0: let me get some notes. Excellent. Two K. I've got Lego football and racer. What's this about? Who
3: did this? So 2K has uh, just probably blunt they've stolen away the uh, Lego license from Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers no longer has exclusivity on the license. Apparently Lego is concerned right now that, that Warner Brothers might not be around in a couple of years, which is a fair assumption. They could sell to anyone. So they are hedging their bets and they have, given 2k the exclusive license for lego sports and so what they're doing is uh, sumo digital will be making a lego football game and uh football as in soccer for the north americans listening not nfl pure football and hmm. uh they will also be making an open world racing game by visual concepts Uh, who made the WWE 2K games and the (laughs) NBA 2K games. Of course, the weird thing here is Sumo Digital, known for racers, of course they're making the football game, and Visual Concepts, known for sports games, making the racer, because that makes a ton of sense. But (laughs) whatever, (laughs) Lego games are coming. I I think the football game is this year, and then... Uh, in time for the World Cup, and then the racer is next year.
0: What would we want to see from a LEGO football game?
2: Mm. Um, I, I can't think. No, I don't know. I mean, LEGO football sounds bonkers. I mean, I know that LEGO racers will work because we saw it in Forza Horizon 4, and that was great, but LEGO football... I'm not convinced
0: if you could go in for a really hard tackle and they just fall apart the players right. yeah, yeah they just go really the crumble yeah. that would be great <laughs> literally break yeah. the legs yeah, yeah. and,
1: yeah. and their heads fall off when they do a header yeah all yeah, that stuff their head really falls
3: off when they do a header and then you kick their head into the <laughs> goal yeah. and it's a goal oh, do it
1: excellent yes, yeah I, I think that's
2: it right I've changed my mind it has to be
3: so. very
0: silly yeah it has to if be it's great. not silly it's not worth it no exactly yeah that sounds that sounds fun um. Ah. Okay. Good. 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 Um, we're just rushing through some news. We're rushing through some news, but because James is uh well, James, James's favorite game, ever. This is the one he put all his money on. This give me the best game. <laughs> There's been some progress on Skull and Bones, James. Tell us about it.
1: Well, apparently it's still happening. Wow. According to the um, the CFO of Ubisoft, I think they've changed what type of game it is about. 15 times now. But they've decided it's going to be a a multiplayer first game. So it's about co-op and working together online. So no, not so much talk about a campaign anymore. Which is a shame. Right.
0: Because
1: I was quite interested in that side of it. Um. Yeah, I think they've put 120 million into it so far. Um, <laughs> God. And So I think it's a case of we spent this much money. We have to do to it, really. Yeah, yes, something's
2: um, got to come out the other end, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, worth the, the wait. I think that
2: ship sailed. <laughs> oh, very good James. Quality puns, quality I get, puns.
1: I think I were a lot of people across by the end of uh, <laughs> oh my this Oh we been working
0: really this you been working on these all week. I like it. Yeah, I do it on the spot. Ah. On the spot. Good. Yeah, really. Wow.
2: Well, um, I'm impressed.
0: Ubisoft are a bit weird at the moment because, you know, they've had a few delays. They've got Skull and Bones, of course, has been going on since Dawn of Time and mm-hmm. and Beyond Good and Evil 2. Mm.
2: Is that's not
0: happening. Do you think that's not going to happen?
2: That's not going to happen. Really? That's, that's, I mainly say that just to upset Daz to be fair um, <laughs> but no I, I can't see that happening it's been going on and going on and going on for so long that I fully expect them to come out any minute and say you know what guys we're just kidding
0: I mean they were pretty they showed you know gameplay didn't they as well there was gameplay of the ship going around, the, around a few planets yeah. god I mean,
3: I mean, they've been working on and off on it for 19 years, though, and it seems to just be a lot of feature creep. Like, somehow they turned what was supposed to be a cute little sequel to an, a Zelda-type game into this elite, dangerous, Star Citizen, massive
0: yeah.
3: world-trading space game. It's... I don't know.
0: Yeah. No no. I
3: I hope it gets done, but I'm not holding my breath.
0: Yeah. I mean they've got lots of there's been there's been some problems that you've yourself been lots of people going through, you know, they've had to change staff a lot as well. As, what have they got this year so far? Cuz normally they've got loads of stuff. What do we know that's coming out for them this year? Uh, Avatar? Ah, that's the one. That's the big one, isn't it? Uh, Mario Rabbids.
3: I think it's like uh, Rainbow Six came out the quarantine yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good. Um, we now we who's put here FIFA twenty three the last one. I'm interested in this. Who said this? <laughs> I I
3: I put this here. So this was just recorded. Well, we sorry. This was just recorded while we were recording. So oh. FIFA twenty three might be the last FIFA game. Uh, see, but uh, that comes with a caveat. That does not mean is the last EA sports football game. Uh. But supposedly, uh, according to Andrew Wilson, who is the CEO of EA, he is not happy. You send back on FIFA's holding us back. It's four letters on a box. Why are we doing this? And from the sounds of it, the FIFA license might be up for grabs. Uh, This is the last year on the 10-year contract, and they might not be renewing it. So we could see FIFA games coming from uh, 2K, maybe the Lego game is a FIFA game too. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, maybe Sony Santa Monica will make a a bid for it. But this might be the last FIFA game. Now, of course, that doesn't mean it's the last football game. Oh no, here's what we do. We we see Konami get it after uh <laughs> how great the last uh, has turned out.
0: Uh I wanna know if anyone anyone is still playing that. Is it still working? Is everyone wrong it? That's what I wanna know. But,
3: well, it was never working in the first place. No, it's true. Uh, it's
0: True, um, gentlemen. Thank you. That's um, the thing. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just chat about what we're looking forward to next week. Is there's something we hinted at there, wasn't it? Paul, I'm gonna go to you first of all. What are you looking forward to next week?
2: Well, it might surprise you to learn, since I've given the same answer for the, about the last six weeks, um that I'm looking forward to playing Elden Ring. Yes. Um, so yeah, basically that's it. Elden Ring drops. Um, I think the rest of my life gets put on hold um apart from going to work obviously because they're sad if I stay at home and play video games um but yeah that it's everything is just going to be all about the Elden Ring baby
0: um and William you you're, you were like you said at the start you were thinking do I do it do I can I put myself through this but you do you feel like you're going to do it you're going to bite the bullet like you said
3: yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, I love how for many it's like this excitement. Oh my god, it's Elden Ring! It's coming out. And for me. It's just, uh, just realization giving into the inevitable. But yeah, I'm gonna play this. It's gonna be hard, and uh, <laughs> and I've got a lot, and I'm busy, and I shouldn't do it, and I shouldn't spend the money. But God, it looks so good. Like the open world, I. That is a genre in need of the next Skyrim moment. And I thought Starfield was going to deliver that. Starfield certainly can still deliver that, but it sounds like Elden Ring delivers it too. Mm. So, yeah.
0: yay. It's interesting because yeah. there's been, the, I mean, the reviews have been, you can go and look at other reviews. We're, we'll probably have Paul, maybe have your thoughts next week as well, we'll if it's on next week about it. But um, they're very high. It's interesting that they're saying it's not. As it's it's still punishing, but it's you know you can you can go off somewhere else and do something. And it sounds mm. kind of intriguing to me. This time, you're not you're not stuck in a kind of a linear sense, even though that you wasn't before. You know, in the Dark Souls, you could go off in different. parts. Yeah,
2: but... you you could go off piece and in the Dark Souls games, but you normally got rewarded with a good kick in, So mm. um, yeah, yeah, it's um, it certainly looks promising. I mean, um, if it's moved on from. The um when I played the network test, I mean, even then it felt proper. It felt like a good game. Um, you could see the bones of the dark souls, but it was more than that. And yeah, it just looks like it's gonna be one of those time sync games that you just can't stop until you beat it, sort of thing.
0: Great. Um also there's a there's a beginner's dungeon.
2: In it, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Is there, is yeah. that is that where you're going to be? That's yeah. where I'll find. That's all I'd be a
0: year down the line in that beginner's dungeon. Looking, um, yeah, the beginner's dungeon that you can kind of like like a tutorial dungeon, basically. They're doing. Um, James, are you going to be playing Elden Ring? Um, I
1: won't play it in the next ten years, um, but not anytime soon. But well, I'm looking forward to hearing Paul talk about it. See if it. Might entice me. Yeah. But, yeah. In uh, the moment, no. But...
0: What are you looking forward to next week, apart from that?
1: That's it. It's a week. Just <laughs> waiting for Paul. Just <laughs> went... hear Paul's voice. <laughs> waiting for Paul. Well, you
2: know, you know what, mate. You can ring me anytime. time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. I might not answer if I'm playing Elden Ring, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you can ring me. Good. Um, right, thank you,
0: gentlemen. William, where can we find you if you want to chat to
2: you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter
0: at William J. Great. Right. And um, Paul, where can we find you?
2: You can also find me on the Twitter, and my handle is at XboxHubPole.
0: And James, on Twitter and Instagram
1: at
0: Great. You can find me in TV, Bradley on Twitter and other things. But for now, gentlemen, enjoy the Ring and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: You've been listening to the official podcast of the Xbox Hub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast you can also check out our social feeds on instagram and twitter at the xbox hub and search the xbox hub on facebook